what the crap, Blake? Have you considered that you may have been lied to about the shape of the earth? It's flat. No, it ain't flat. But have you considered that you may have been lied to? Is this the question I'm supposed to take seriously? Yeah. I No, I haven't considered it. Okay. Listeners, have you considered? Well, why don't you enlighten us? You're the one that's in the freaking Space Force. Huh. Well, there's certain things I can't talk about, and there's certain things that I would I will risk my life to tell the public. And I will tell you that from my travels, the Earth is not as it seems. Huh. Do with that information what you will. Look into it. What does it resemble? Has it went from a sphere to more of a turd shape? <laughs> oh. I'd say that. You got it in there for Krista. <laughs> not already. <laughs> no, just think about it. The Earth isn't flat. That that's a that's a mockery of what's true. That that's just some that's some controlled opposition psyop. The Earth isn't flat. It's ridiculous. There's flat Earth society out there, but guess what? It ain't a ball either. No, sir. I could agree with that. Don't even make sense. Think about it. You think literally that we're here in Georgia, Georgia, U- USA, Rome, Georgia. Yeah. USA, and. And that, that you can go around a sphere all the way across the other side of the earth and then there's this ball that rotates. You think that's real? No, man. Think about it. Think about it. Think about what's got to be on the other side of the planet. We don't, we don't have enough space, man. So you think the planet's bigger than, it actually, than we actually Blake, think it is. hand me a Bible. We're going to need a Bible today. Uh, no, it's, we're, we're already starting off like this. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that one. Well, I have a few things that 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 I have determined my insight at least that that, that the Earth has uh, definitely curvature mm-hmm. because correct when 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 we were conducting a maritime operation in the SEAL teams, you had to take into account. Well, what there's a there's a term called over the horizon. And that's where if we were doing an OTB or something and a boat team comes and drops us off on the beach, they would go loiter over the horizon, literally mm-hmm. over the horizon. And I want to say that's like 16 miles, something like that, 12 to 16. I don't, I used to, rem- I used to know the exact number, but I've, I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. I, I know it has some curvature because of that. I know it's rotating mm-hmm. because. I enjoy watching the sunset from that overlook up there, and I can see the rotation, unless the sun's moving. <laughs> hmm <laughs> We're getting there. I mean, it's all it's all theory. What if the Earth is spinning like a disc, but it's not rotating like a ball would would rotate? Okay, right. We've got this model where there's the sun. <laughs> And the Earth is rotating, right? While it's rotating in two ways. It's spinning yeah. like this, and it's also rotating around, correct? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> air quotes. What if What if it's not flat, right? It's not like a pizza. What if it's like this, like a top? Mm. And it spins like only like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would still create the, uh, the, the seasons, the night and day. 
everything would be the same. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's probably what it is. Well, yep. think about it. When are you going to create the Space Force standard test? Is that coming up soon? Yeah, I can I can be ready to drop it next okay. week. What's that, the SFST? Okay. Yes, sir. Um, you guys know I just came out with the combat standard test. I think, I'm hoping we'll run that next week oh. here at 307 Project. That's going to be a fun one to watch right there, boy. <laughs> I don't know that I'll be running it. Now, I know the, the, the time limit to meet the standard is an hour, but how long do you have to do it? You know what I mean by that? Like, if you ain't going to hit an what hour. What is time? What, is time even real? Well, no. Look, y'all want to talk this wizard stuff? I got some wizard stuff I can talk to y'all about here in a minute. But first things first, uh, listeners, 307 Podcast listeners, we need your help because we just put out something that nobody knows what it is because I don't know how to market stuff. But it's really cool, and it's really unique, and in my mind, it's the most valuable piece of content that I have personally ever created. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I know you guys create a lot of valuable content on social media and on, on oh, the yeah. interwebs, and especially Krista. She's all over the interweb mm-hmm. putting out valuable content. Um, so hmm. this... Oh. This thing that we just created and released is the most valuable piece of content, like package that I've ever put out. It's it is the Nuff Said Running video series. It's ten videos, three plus hours of instruction. It's professionally filmed and edited for you guys, and you literally it's. It's $10 a video, less than $10 a video, 99 bucks for the whole series. Once you purchase it, you get access to this portal that has all the videos and you have perpetual access to it. So you can watch it on your TV. You can watch it one video at a time. It take however much time you want. If you want to take notes, you can go back and you just have access to it. They've got an app too. Kajabi's got an app so you can keep all that on your phone. Yeah. So, um... The reason we need your help is because nothing like this has ever been done. It's a unique product in within the, the running world. It's a unique product. And we want you to check it out and let us know what you think about it. Uh, and also, this is Chili's retirement plan. If, if, if y'all don't if y'all don't if y'all don't get anything out of this, if y'all don't go check it out. Chili's going to be with, living with his mom and dad for another year. <laughs> so, it's true. help the man get out of the freaking house, man. He's 22, 22 years old now. He's ready to move along. And so... Yeah, about, about, about to graduate college. Chili's really took the lead on Nuff Said Running, and uh, he's, done a, he's poured a lot of work into this, man, to make it spectacular. I mean, everybody here, the whole team has contributed, but Chili has really poured a lot into this to make it work, to to streamline it, to make it easy for you guys to watch and purchase and all this, right? Um, Why 
in the first place, did we create this and why do I even think it's valuable? I told you it's the most valuable piece of content I've ever put out. Why do I think it's valuable? Well, I'll tell you, when I first started ultra running, I didn't know anything about ultra running. I didn't know anything about eating while you're running or, or gear or, or shoes or, or uh, any of that stuff, man. And I had to learn the hard way. And it, I wasted, I guarantee you, without a doubt, I've wasted $3,000 on shoes that didn't work, on running vests that didn't work, on water bottles that didn't work, on all these different types of gels and all this stuff. I've wasted a lot of money. And this now, now this series is not just for ultra running. Um, this is for anybody that wants to get better at running and enjoy running more. I wasted a lot of time on troubleshooting injuries and uh, the whole nine yards, right? And so there's a lot of information out there for you guys about running in general. And I think that was the main question I had to ask myself. What makes this Nuff Said Running video series more valuable than information that you can find anywhere else? There's two reasons. One, it's consolidated in one place. Mm. We've consolidated everything that we know and that we think you need to know to become a better runner into one place. So you don't have to go around and search and look. And, and so here's the other reason. You can be assured that everything in this video series is credible. Nothing that we teach in this series is some kind of theory. We're not going to talk to you about a pair of shoes that we've only ran 10 miles in. We're not going to talk to you about a piece of gear that, that we just bought off of Amazon and now we're trying to run a review on it with the tag still on it. We're not going to talk to you about troubleshooting injuries that we've never had. We're not going to talk to you about some freaking uh, nutrition company that's putting out something that we tested on a training run one time. We are teaching you things that we have learned literally over years of running. So, it's coming from a credible source, me, Chili. I don't know about Blake. You know, Blake's on there. He he, he talks about a few things on there, but mainly me and Chili. You know, it's coming from a credible source. And so, you don't have to weed through everything the daggone ginger runner says. You don't have to weed through everything freaking Billy Yang says. These freaking jokers don't even run, man. These jokers don't even freaking run, man. Look, I run every single day. I have been running since I decided I wanted to become a Navy SEAL. And I started running and my dang legs hurt so bad I would get out of bed in the morning and I would fall flat on my face because of shin splints or fractured legs, whatever the crap was going on. Like, I have ran... I run and have ran dang near every single day for the last 15 years of my life, man. I've raced every distance. I've won. I've finished SEAL training. I've done all. Look. Every distance. That, doubt my. Don't. What I'm saying is quit sifting through the bull crap. YouTube is 98% bull crap. True. I mean, I see somebody reviewing something or uh, reviewing a piece of gear with the tag still on it. 
I'm like, man, you got to use that piece of gear for a year straight before you're qualified to tell me anything about it. So it's consolidated in one place, and it is credible, reliable, applicable information. And that's why I created this. Why we created this. Uh, That's why I think it's so dang valuable. And it's literally cost you less than a pair of running shoes. All right? So, help us out, man. Well, I'll tell you a few things about the the video series, too, is it's it's for anybody who wants to get into running, anybody who wants to get into ultra running, anybody who's been running for a while and wants to get better, anybody who's been ultra running for a while and wants to get better. It's not for any one distance. It's not just for ultra runners, even though that's kind of what we do now. It's not, I've got a background in... Well, guess what you have to do when you ultra run? Run. run. Yeah, I mean, it's for it all. I've got a background in running a mile around a track for many years of my life, running 8K cross country, running 5K, 10K cross country, everything. So it, it's there's tons of information that will help any runner of any skill level. Um, I had a lady message me on Instagram and said, hey, I'm a 55-year-old um recreational runner Mm -hmm. is your course good for me i said well if you want to get better and enjoy running more yeah then yes yeah and that's that's the truth like i'm so excited about this like i'm genuinely excited about this and and i hope you guys are too look man if you have a young person or a child a youth that is in cross country this is good for them. If you have a spouse that wants to get into running or is maybe struggling with some sort of injury, IT band pain or plantar fasciitis or doesn't know how to stretch and recover, um, if you yourself have been ultra running for years but you want to learn some techniques that I used to run for 38 hours at the Mid-State Mile this past year, I tell you all those techniques, man. I've never put this stuff out before. It's all on this series. So it's there. And one great topic it covers is mindset, Mm -hmm. which can be applied outside of running as well. So you can Mm -hmm. specifically go in to learn about running and develop that, but also the pieces you learn about mindset can be applied elsewhere. And that's a huge part of running that people overlook. They might know the skills, the technique, but the mindset is is very foundational. It's beautiful. I mean, it's essentially the biggest reason I've been running over since I got out of the the SEAL teams is because of the the benefits of training your mind and, and putting these mindset tactics, techniques, and procedures into practice so that they become muscle memory in your day-to-day life, right? Um, running is probably the number one thing that has allowed me to maintain my sanity over the last three years. Really, it I mean, the number one tool that I have. That and Blake, right? Oh, no. (laughs) Sometimes I have to go for a run after I spend time with Blake (laughs) just to regain my sanity. By the way, Blake, during the filming of these videos, Mm. holy crap, man. I was the the key component to these videos being done properly. (laughs) Key component. Yeah. All right. What? Do you want to mention the uh, the running camp? Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I'm going to talk about. Okay. So other so enough said running. Other than the video series, 
the other part of this to build upon what you learn in the video series, we are offering, we got, what do we have? Three? We've put out three dates so three, far. Three running camps. Now, they, these running camps are going to be hosted on our favorite trails that we run on. Uh, Chili, Chili and I have built out a dynamic, jam-packed schedule for you. It's going to be about a day and a half mm -hmm. um, where we're going to spend time together. We're going to build relationship. We're going to cover skills in person, running drills, running at night, long runs, hill runs. We're going to cover recovery, core strength, everything that you need to know. We're going to spend time together, Q&A. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk. Th dude, I'm so pumped about these opportunities to, to spend time with people that want to get better. And that's the running camp. Those are limited to 25 people per yep. class, right? Yep, per weekend. Yep. Okay. And, um, and I think the biggest thing we can say about those is we're all excited about, about doing them. And we obviously want y'all to be too. And, and to me, I think the number one, thing that would cause anyone to be hesitant is, oh, I'm not fast enough or I'm not experienced enough or whatever the they may think that as a reason that they can't come to it or, or be. No, this is for truly any skill level. I mean, if you're just getting into running, I think it's a great weekend to come out and really learn and see how some of those things you've learned from the video courses actually play out in real life with a, another group of people. Um, There'll be different, obviously, if 25 people are there, there's going to be lots of different skill levels, but we can manage all of it, and uh, and everyone should get a ton out of it, no matter where you're at. And I think that's important to note, because... Yeah. I'm going to get a ton out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Being for sure. Able to run with other people from different backgrounds and different... different. It's a, it's a compilation of the knowledge of everyone coming together intentionally to become better at this sport. That we all love, yeah. We'll we'll all learn. We'll facilitate it, obviously, but I think everybody's going to learn at these things. If you don't think you're fast enough, just take heart. I'll be there and I can run with you. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be behind Blake. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in both of those things, I don't know if y'all mentioned this, but both of those things, uh, new offerings can be found on the website, right? So three of seven project .com. Is that yep. where people go to find it? 307project.com. It's right there on the homepage. You can just click the learn more thing for Nuff Said Running, and it takes you to um, the page where you can look at the video series or look at the run camp. Um, and so we would really appreciate if you guys went and checked that out, man. Because, uh, look, man, here's the thing. It was a big investment for us to do this. It was, it, I mean, it really was to have these, to, to have all this professionally filmed, edited, and put together. There's probably a couple hundred hours of work into this. Um, and we, we want you guys to get something out of it. And we can't do anything without you guys making the investment on your on your behalf because if, if you don't then the word never gets out so you guys that listen to the podcast you're you're our special people 
So we're depending on you to check it out. And if it sucks, hit me up and tell me it sucks. Yeah. But I guarantee you, you're going to get something out of it. I don't care where you are. You're going to get something out of it. Yeah, um, I think feedback is always welcome. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Plus the run camp, that's always been a, a goal of mine since I was young to, to, to put one on and to do it. So we're getting to do it. Heck, yeah. Come on out and run with us. You be, you guys better know it's good if Chili's getting his dream from a young man. Oh, yeah. Y'all know that's all he cares about. He's going to be fired up. Yeah, you can't get him to do nothing unless it has to do with running. Yeah. About the only thing worth doing. <laughs> um. All right. That's the that's enough said running. You going to put a link in the show notes? Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. And looking forward to hearing from you guys. Did you see that one comment that someone said that that they have to watch this because we're the whole reason that they started running in the first place. Yeah. That's freaking cool, man. That is. That's awesome, man. Can can change the world with enough said running. <laughs> can make everybody care about running. You know how many times people told me that they're... I hear that, oh, CrossFitters are the worst. I am not a runner. I What, a, what an excuse, man. Running... Is literally a fundamental human movement skill. Like, like I'm, I'm freaking. He's short circuiting. I'm short circuiting here. Your dang excuses are a reflection of your weakness. It is what it is. And let me tell you another thing. There are so. Let me tell you what. Let's hear it. People on Tell people me. on social media are a bunch of fickle turds. <laughs> For the over the the I would say the majority of people on social media are fickle turds. Would you say majority of the world is on social media? Maybe maybe <laughs> you could go a step yeah, further. And, 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 and here's and here's why I say this. And, and now the people that listen to this podcast aren't those people. Some of them might be. I, well, so, some of them may be, but generally the people that come to the podcast yeah, yeah. Are, are invested because it, this takes time, uh, and this is intimate conversation. Con- conversation. <laughs> oh, conversation. Uh, Golly, uh, now. Now, now look, man, I'm about to blow a freaking fuse here, son. Uh, I am so sick of all these people that say they want to get better, they all say, oh, yeah, I want to get better, man. They, they, they all act like they want to get motivated in this crap. And then when you give them the freaking opportunity to actually get better or do something hard, they freaking disappear, man. They disappear. It Oh, it ticks me off so bad how fickle people are. Don't come at me with your bull crap about you want to get better unless you're willing to invest your time, your effort, and your resources into that journey, man. Because let me tell you, it cost me everything to become who I am. It cost me everything. And you think you're going to get better without it costing you anything? When I showed up day 1-1 to become a Navy SEAL, they took 
everything from me. Literally, down. I didn't even have a pair of freaking underwear. I had nothing. They took everything, even my hair. And I had to build from that point. So you bunch of fickle turds that think you're ever going to get better without it costing you something and you want to you want to become the best, you better recognize you have to give up everything and build from there. Period. There's no other way. So if you don't want to get better, screw you. You're in the wrong spot, man. That's that's what I got to say. I told you I was about to blow a freaking fuse, man. Well, I'm it, sick of it. I'm telling you, man. So I'm telling you. Quit reading comments for one. That's a that's a good way to help. But it, okay, it comes back to everything. You want people to show you and not tell you, right? I mean, you, you're you're expressing your frustration with people that tell you what they want instead of just showing you what they want. People are weak, dude. Well, yeah. People are freaking weak. Um. Some, all right. Some, some pe- people. Some people. Oh, yeah, some people are weak. Some people, some people are really strong. Well, I, actually, I would say that's where you can use an absolute well, yeah. all. Yeah. There's a weakness in all of us, but you got to beat it out of you. That's right. And you still got it. That's right. Yeah. That's why you got to start from nothing. That's why you got to give up everything. You're still weak, even when you start from nothing. Weak's relative, just like it's um, relative. Well, before Blake starts talking. Uh, all right. Oh, I feel much better now that I was able to say that to to the world. Um, is there anything on y'all's heart today? Because uh, I was going to tell Chili a story. Uh, uh, is so- there anything on y'all's heart? Because if there was, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it because this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> so, no, um, y- you know, <laughs> well, Chili got to talking about all this wizard stuff about the earth and stuff. What do you mean wizard stuff? That's legit, man. Uh, look, look, everything you've been told is a lie. So go ahead. Tell me your. I, well, I, you know, there, there's some strange things that happen. There's strange things that happen. You, you run into people in life and, and you say, there's something weird about that. There, there's something strange about that person, right? Um, I, I've just been thinking of this story. Uh, and and I've never told it publicly, but it's it's the story of really starting before three of seven project, and so I want to I, I want to get your input on this. All right, yep. you, you you know the story, but but I I've never I've never heard, and I want your your input on it too, Krista. Um, I'm gonna go and and here I'll talk to y'all. <laughs> talk Blake, to you later. know the story. You you know the story. So uh, I won't I won't mention any names, but I, I was way back when when I first got out of the SEAL teams. There was no three hundred seven project. There was nothing. I was just I was working for a, a company contracting a company and formerly called Blackwater, doing some contract tactical type stuff with them, and I was running. And so because of my running. I got on, I went and did a podcast interview with a guy. <laughs> All right, first podcast interview, really big one that I had ever done. And I didn't know what I was doing. The podcast was going, and, and we, we get halfway through the podcast, and uh, we basically stopped recording, 
and take a little break. And once we stop recording, the host of this podcast, uh, a lot of you guys probably know who this is. If I said the name, you would all know who it is. Very special person. You can't dispute this This guy's a special person. And stop the podcast, and he just busts out reading Ezekiel 37. He just busts off with it out of nowhere. And From memory? Yeah. I don't Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if he had his, his Bible in front of him or not. But Ezekiel 37 is the valley of the dry, dry bones. bones. Yeah, and um, he's busting off with this, speaking right at me. And he finishes, and I'm like, Roger that, man. Like, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> what What had he been talking about prior to that? Running. Just running. Just running. Nothing else. No, just I was telling them about a, a race that that was coming up. Um, And so... After that, I'm I'm like, okay. And well, we start recording again. <laughs> and we finish the podcast. All right. And so we get done with the podcast. And uh I'm like, all right, guys. I appreciate that. Appreciate the opportunity. And we finish up and I'm just hanging out. And about 45 minutes later, the host of this podcast calls me on my cell phone. And I answer the phone. I say, What's going on, man? And uh, he proceeds to tell me, look, man, you got to sit down for this. You ready for this? <laughs> so I'm just, I'm like, all right, what's this joke about to tell me? And uh, he proceeds to tell me that I am the embodiment of an archangel, one of seven. And that... You should have said no. Three of seven. <laughs> there, there, there is a there's like a special uh, task and purpose, uh, dude. And like goes deep, deep, but but one hundred percent serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, dead convinced. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a lot of aspects of it. But when somebody hits you with something like that. Especially somebody that, in a way, you look up to, and 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 without a doubt, this is a special person telling me this. Uh, you're like, what is go? What is up with this guy? There's, what is up with this guy? And, and so, okay, that happened. Well, a few months, a few months later, without even considering any of that, we started Three of Seven Project. And there's this Ezekiel 37 that that was some, I think there was some link there and um, didn't even didn't even really think about it, Mm -hmm. but it just maybe it was subconscious. I don't know. Um, Well, you're just saying the link because of the the three, the seven and then the bones and the bones. Yeah. 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 And, And it's almost like this this person was just busted off with this prophecy because he un, he 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 somehow understood it was would apply to me in the near future now here's another thing that's interesting about this person he, uh he did an an interview with Joe Rogan 
uh, a while back. Cool, great, interesting interview. Interesting. Did you listen to it, Blake? Yeah. <laughs> interesting interview. Well, he goes into his story, and he's talking about. Um, he's talking about. You can't give too much detail. Here. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. say who it is. Yeah. I mean, he, at he, this point. He, he's talking about his mouth being packed with dirt. And Joe, on the podcast, says, dude, that's the weirdest, this is the weirdest thing on earth. I had a dream last night. I literally was awoken out of my sleep at this time. And I felt like, I, I, the dream was my mouth was full of dirt. And I couldn't get the dirt out of my mouth, and it was choking me. That's a common and, dream people and it, have, by the way. And it woke me up. But as it relates to the story the guy was telling, I'm telling you, man, there's something <laughs> weird about there's something about this guy, and, yeah. and, and there there there's uh, it confuses the crap out of me. I just want your input on it, man. Because <laughs> I reflect back on those experiences quite often. It are there are there people that somehow have some d deeper or some some sense or or, or something e even something that can be imposed on other people and affect their consciousness and things like it's. I know it sounds crazy. It's all theoretical. None of this is scriptural. I'm just telling you about my experiences in life that running into these people that seem to have something, I don't know if you call it special or weird about them. Remember that guy, guy that uh, you met in Arizona, you were telling me, that was a, he claimed he was a... Oh, yeah, that gave us that book. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. You think, you think he sent him to you? No, he sent him. No, that jugger was just a straight nut. <laughs> he said, "What did he say? He was a, he say he was an archangel. That guy in Arizona. I think he did. I think he. I think he had claimed he was an archangel. Sent. Yeah. Oh no, sent yeah. from Mister or that guy. That guy. Guy. <laughs> yeah. That that he was after was or something. Was, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ask some questions that some I may already know the answer to, but it's just to get, get it out there. Do you know what this person, their worldview is as far as just their worldview, uh, uh, anything about their worldview, what they believe, what they purport to believe, what, do you know that? The, Have you had yes, those, the, those discussions um, other than what you? They believe in, I mean, specifically from, I, I don't know as far as the worldview, but they specifically believe in Jesus and Christianity uh, and profess that. Um, and then in terms of the way they view the world, I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Just their worldview. Are they, you know, do they claim to be a Christian? Do they claim to be a... Christian, yeah. Muslim. Yeah, Christian. New Age. Okay. Uh, well, a lot of what I want, would want to know... See, I would have I reacted to this differently than you did. I would have asked a lot of these questions up front. Yeah. You know, which we can't do now. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what you... My thoughts on it, I think it's a bunch of bull crap. I mean... It's you can't dispute some... some you but, but the thing is, you can't dispute... Well, what can I not dispute? 
Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying. That's true. Everything could be coincidence. Well, coincidence as far as what? The coincidence that he was talking about packing his mouth full of dirt and Joe Rogan had that dream? I mean, that's a common dream. I guess. I've <laughs> never heard of anybody having that dream. I haven't either. That's Have a you common... had the dream? Absolutely. I've really? had have you ever had dreams? had that dream. Absolutely. Have you ever had dreams that your teeth all all your teeth fall out? I haven't had a dream about the dirt, but I've had a dream about it was you more can't, like a cotton. Yeah, like, maybe not I dirt. Couldn't, I couldn't something was in my mouth and yeah. I was trying to speak. And, and you I can't speak. speak. Yes. I was trying to protect somebody, but I couldn't get Absolutely. the words out. So have you ever had dreams that your teeth fall out? That's another common one too. Yeah. <laughs> Losing control of everything something in your life. Yeah, I've had dreams all the time. My teeth fall out. Hmm. That's fairly common. So I don't think that's where the three of seven connection, mm-hmm. you know, why did he, we could ask sit here all day long and speculate why he just busted out with Ezekiel 37, but how did, yeah, but you ended up creating three of seven. You're saying that you had no idea of that when you did this interview. It, did, it 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 could have had a subconscious influence uh in my creation of three of seven, but if it if it did influence, it was subconscious. It was not intentional. No, I'm saying you three of seven wasn't even in your mind yet when no. you did the interview. No, not at all. Nope. Okay, but then later, it started to enter your mind, and you didn't think at the time. You you didn't think of Ezekiel thirty seven at all. Nope. But you were very familiar with Ezekiel thirty seven. Yeah. After after the interview, you're asking, did he think of it again or before? No, I'm saying in the creation of 3 of 7, there was no thought of Ezekiel 37. Yeah, we talked about it again. Well, there you go. I mean, that's... We talked about that after the interview. We talked about that chapter in the book. Because that's part of the skull logo being bones mm-hmm. and, and life yeah. and flesh on yeah. the bones. Yeah, so so the only thing that would be coincidence is that this guy just busted out with Ezekiel 37 in the middle of nowhere, and then you ended up creating something kind of... Re- so it'd be like, oh, but, he prophesied. I, did, but, I don't think I knew that at the point. Chad may have... I mean, obviously Chad knew, but I don't know if that's why he referenced the book uh, because of that interview, but I don't think I knew about that at the time. The we, story? Yeah, at the time we... <laughs> this is a new story up, for but, you guys. Well, sounds like part of it's new for you. <laughs> well, I, I, that's why I'm having the conversation. Well, no, you've told. I mean, I've heard. I, I just, I don't think that's that extravagant. I mean, this guy's just. Do you think I'm an archangel? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what I can be. Uh, I'm pretty dang sure of. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, that was what I'm saying, man. Why would you not go? Hey, hey, Bubba. Why do you think that? Or what are you basing that off of? Yeah. Or Well, it's not scriptural. That's the problem so, so, I have with so it. So one of one of seven. Tell me more about that. I know the other six. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did he tell you who the other six were? I know them. No. Did he tell you who the other six were? Or are you just saying the yeah, other he, six is Blake? He, and Yeah, he, yeah, it, yeah it, he told me. He told you who the other six were? Yeah. <laughs> who are they? They're, they're all over the... They're all over the nation. I can't tell you who they are. <laughs> they all happen to be American. Yep, they all happen to be American. They all happen to be uh, big all, social media influencers. No, no, they they don't. And he but, wasn't at the time. Uh, yeah, I, I I had I had maybe two hundred followers on Instagram. 
Now, I will tell you, these the other six have something uniquely special about them. Whether it's... But they're known. Whether it's... Mm-hmm. Um, no, not uh, but really. But you know them. I know them. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're known, but not like well-known yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as... Whether it's like extreme physical strength, whether it's uh, 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 artistic ability, whether but this, it's... But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, for the listeners too, you're, you're, he told you who the seven were. Yeah. And you're one of them. Yeah. Have you communicated with these others? Oh, yeah. Are you supposed to? According to him? I, I think so. Y- y'all are supposed to cut Well, no, cut. I don't think there I don't think there were any hard parameters around it. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's trying to goad you along to do D- something. Did he also tell you that the world is shaped differently than you thought? No. <laughs> Well, no. I don't trust Krista, you were going to say something. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, does this dude believe that the earth is a sphere? Because I'm throwing him out right then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want I want to hear your input on this, Krista. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I, I, think, um, I think there is a lot about the spiritual world that we don't know and don't understand. And we won't, like, just by the nature of it. So um, I think you have to hold things loosely, though. And I think that... There is a, just a human psychological component to all of this. Um, on, I don't remember where it is, on somewhere on the television, there, there's shows like um, Brain Games and there are shows that magicians do where they expose and talk about the psychology of things and how our brains work. And there are ways that like a ma- magician can pull a card or write something on a card that's hidden and it happens to be the thing that you are thinking of or the thing that you select and it's and they reveal that they've throughout their conversation with you they've subconsciously placed things whether it's a word or an image while they're talking to you that you're not even aware of then then that becomes part of that subconscious um, mm. awareness and so when it's time to choose a word or select something the magician has already set you up to kind of do that. And so it, it seems like magic. It seems amazing. Like how in the world did that seem so random, but it's actually something that has been uh, crafted and they've yeah. done and, and they do it intentionally. But I do think there is a psychological component to us where, for instance, if you, if I buy a, uh, a white Camry, a car, all of a sudden on the road, I see white Camrys that mm. I never noticed before. And it's because that's something that's in your brain that just in a way that it wasn't prior. And so I do think there can be a psychological component to things where in retrospect, we look at back at something and say, did that cause this? Or is it the reverse? Is it that I'm looking back at that thing because now I have this experience? And so I don't know. I think that there, there is an element of that that probably is at play. Uh, that I was agree. well said, but I've got. Yeah, she's the most intelligent one out of. Correct. I've at got least a, me and you. I have a few rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Did he mention? Is he a mentalist? Have you ever no. heard of mentalism? No. Okay. D- d- was one of the archangels David Blaine? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know there are references of magic in the Old Testament. Do you, do you are you familiar with when Moses? is confronting Pharaoh and some of his men, the Egyptians. Yeah. And they perform magic. Yeah. What do you think that, what do you think was occurring there? Do you think they were doing some magic trick like David Blaine was doing or, or 
Moses, through the power of God, was doing things that he couldn't have done, you know, and it was incredible. And they were actually doing real things, too, that were from the, the power of Satan. Or What is your perspective on that? You know, that's a really great question, man. That's a really great question. Like, were they just doing magic tricks, you know? Uh, yeah. Or were yeah. they... I would have to I would have to go back and really study that. I mean, I'm just saying what is your I'm just asking your perspective from initial perspective is that they were performing actual things through the through the power of some spiritual being, that being something linked to the force of Satan, uh, in order to counteract what Moses was performing supernaturally linked to the the person of God. So it wasn't magic. It was real and tangible. I also be- and the reason I say that is because I believe that a lot of these palm readers and soothsayers and, and these people, I think the things that they do are real. Like, I, I think some of them, just as we look at, um, you know, Balaam and, you know, the way that he was able to, to channel all, to channel and and bring dead people back and speak to them, like I believe some of these these things are real and not just magic tricks. I believe in that power. So that's my perspective. That's my initial perspective on it. Is they weren't just performing magic; they were actually performing something supernatural, mm-hmm. but it was linked to a supernatural spirit other than God the Father. Well, an important question in any of it, whether you think it's real or not or whatever, is is it true and good? So regardless of what's being said or, you know, like is is this claim that's being made, Is this does this align with Scripture? Like does Scripture teach that this, you know, could actually be true? Is this actually good? Is this, does this fall in line with, God's design and what he's laid out and what he's spoken. Mm. Cause if anything contradicts that, then that's a big red flag right there. It's the plumb line. You're mm-hmm. right. You have yeah. to go. And that, and that's what I did when I was kind of, when I was confronted with this, um, information seemingly about myself, I said, well, let me go back to the plumb line and see if there's any reference to this. <clears throat> of course, I didn't think there was and, and nor have I found them. And do you know that there's like a whole, like a whole series of archangels that like aren't mentioned in scripture. Like there are, I don't know. Where who are they ca- I think the Catholic church has come up with them. The Vatican. Yeah. I, I don't know if they were in, I don't know where they even got these names from, but, um, but yeah, there's Is one of them. Chad, l- let me ask y'all. This explains his arrogance. <laughs> Somebody called him an archangel once. So man, no, he's no. run with that thing. I, 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 I mean, I have to respectfully renounce that. <laughs> um, now, have you guys ever had a, a, a an experience either uh, with another person or in your own personal life, a spiritual um, thing that you, that, that was seemed supernatural to you? Yeah, I have. Why, why, why don't you share it with us? <laughs> well, that wasn't the question. Yeah, I want I want to hear. I um, want to hear. Because I've had a few, too. I mean, a couple that I can think of are, like, <laughs> what, is, what are you I'm doing, Chilla? I'm sorry. You just, he just asked a question. You go, yep. <laughs> just very plain. Now. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, one, I was at a church one time, a church building. 
a building where, Bur- where, building where, members, where people gather. Where members gather and <laughs> got to skate around that <laughs> Thank one. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we're changing the language around that. <laughs> and uh, we were just visiting. I'd only been there one time, but we were, you know, they were playing the worship songs or whatever. And uh, one of the ladies that was up there, the mu- musicians or whatever, just walked down like, the middle of this and walked over to me I, I don't i only knew one people one person there the people we went with and and i had on some blue shirt and she said i was up there um worshiping and i saw a blue lightning bolt and opened my eyes and i saw your shirt and god told me that he was gonna use you to um you know i guess bring fire to people or i, I forget the exact words and so i mean it's not as detailed. It's been a while and hadn't really thought about it in a while. But I remember that one time. And and then other than that, just like... It's about time you start bringing fire. With uh, What about when your finger, the pain in your finger quit, Blake? Yeah. What? I mean, that that was supernatural to you. Yeah, yeah. When I, in a fit of rage, I was building a table and, and slammed my finger, crushed it with a drill... And so they had to go in and surgically remove the end of my finger because it died. And I remember when I got home, the nerve, uh, I guess the nerve deadening medicine they give you, it wore off and the pain was just, it was just terrible. It, It felt like my finger was curled up like this and someone had a pair of pliers on it and was just squeezing with the pair of pliers. It felt like it was bending that hard. And I was taking the pain medicine and nothing was working. And so I called our my pastor, James Cordell, at 101 Church. And I said, hey, man, this, I mean, I was in tears. It, it hurt so bad. And I said, you know, this pain medicine isn't working. And he was down in town, Marietta Square. And and I remember I said, can you, can you pray for me? And he said, yeah. And so he did. And immediately, in the middle of his prayer, immediately all the pain went away. It, it stopped hurting. All totally stopped hurting. You reach that point where it just hurt so bad it just quit hurting. <laughs> no, it was the power of God that <laughs> it took just, the pain away. It just hurt so bad it just couldn't even hurt anymore. Uh, I had that. And then several times with Paul Wilder is the only person that's ever happened with. But he will call me and he'll say, uh, he'll say, hey, man, I um, just feel like either I feel like either you're going through something he'll say sometimes or or that I, well, I want to share this with you. And I'm a, a lot of times reluctant to share anything about myself, so he'll have to kind of keep picking. But there will actually it will actually be at a time where there is something. And sometimes he's even called it out and say, hey, have you been dealing with this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I have. And so that's happened a few times with Paul, but those are some stories of mine. Yeah. What about you, Krista? Uh, just mainly experiences like dreams, like the one I mentioned earlier, where I had a friend who was going through some things in her life that seemed like, uh, sort of spiritual attacks and she was headed into some uh, sinful lifestyle. And I was just very concerned for her and felt very protective, I think. And just having a dream where I was sleeping and... I was standing with her to my back, and there was a a black, I, I guess I would describe it as a wolf, uh, so just large, just dark black, red eyes, and it was 
teeth bared, uh, f- kind of following us. And, and as it would turn, I would stand between her and this wolf and just trying to protect her. And I just remember trying to speak and having uh, like almost like a, I don't even know what to describe it as, cotton kind of spider webby almost uh, in my mouth where I couldn't speak. And I think for me, it was probably this feeling of wanting to protect her from what felt like evil and feeling like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And, and that just felt when I woke up, it just felt like it had a, a very strong spiritual component to it. You know, it, I'm sure a lot of that was just psychologically how I was feeling and showing up in that relationship. Um, but it did feel like there was sort of a darkness to it and a heaviness. Um, I've, I've heard stories from other people, uh, some of our church planting friends, yes, church planting friends, <laughs> who, who go into these places and situations and just experience really strange things. Uh, like they're under attack. I, I can't remember the story exactly, but some friends of ours who planted in Atlanta and had small children and just st- were experiencing these really weird, like just felt evil um, presences in their home. And there was one night when their little girls woke up and I think they heard a noise or something. They heard voices and got up to go check on her and went in there and and the little girl said, I think it might have been the next day, it's okay, I, w- I was talking to so-and-so. He told me it was okay and told me to go back to bed. And what they had described as possibly an, an angel or some presence that was protecting their children. And just some really weird, bizarre things that, uh, and knowing these people, I think that's one thing, knowing the people <laughs> telling these stories, like they're not weird people, like they're normal people. Um mm-hmm smart, intelligent people, rational people, they're not hyper emotional. And, and so when I hear them tell these stories, it has some credibility that, that, you know, I give weight to it. So, so I, I do think those things do happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I have another, I actually have two more. Good gosh, man. I remember one time we had, thank you for sharing that by yeah, the way, Krista. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> one time we had a, Something bad happened in our family, and I remember we went to now my wife's house. We weren't married then, but I I rem I don't think I've ever even told this story. But I was laying in the bed, I was crying, I was upset, and uh, I was praying, and I. You guys heard Chad's story where he says, you know, he fully expected to see somebody there. I. I was praying to Jesus, and I, I actually kind of felt something like uh, it wasn't like it was probably my mind doing. It. Obviously, Jesus wasn't sitting on my legs, but I felt like if I opened my eyes and looked down at my legs, Jesus would be sitting there. The the strongest presence I've ever felt of Jesus, and that's just to say I felt His presence in a stronger way that time. But I uh, will maybe one day share more details of the story, but. That was that, and then just to one-up Chad the other day, this person in the gym uh, had some was having seizures, and I was there, mm. and during these seizures, she was saying that it's kind of like she's in a dream, and she, you know, these things just kind of weird while it's ha- while she's having it, and she said that she 
remembers in the middle of her seizure that she saw Jesus in her in the midst of that seizure and she thought oh this is it I've died and then she kind of came back to and there I was standing there where she had saw Jesus <laughs> so Chad might be an archangel but <laughs> well good gosh, good gosh <laughs> that man. that was just a that was just a joke by the way <laughs> the gym was dark and all the lights were out and I was backlit by the door and I had my hair down <laughs> And so that was her imagination working. I was saying, we're Antichrist in here, son. Totally a joke, podcast. Totally. I just, if I can ever get a chance to one up Chad, I just got to do it's it. It's just a joke. Mm. Uh, well, now, Chili, we know you haven't been alive very long, but have you ever had anything that happened that you just. Listen. You, you, you couldn't necessarily explain? I mean, all of the. And, and here's the thing many of these things you can blame on coincidence. You can you can blame a lot of things on coincidence or on some trick of the mind. But irregardless of what it actually was, it's something you can't explain. Well, you can ask the question, is there such thing as coincidence? So, Send Chili. It, Chili. What you got? I that's, know you've had something, man. That's what Chili has written off all his experiences, too. Chili is a deep... Uh, Chili is a man of God. I mean, I'm telling you, he 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 is. He really is, and I, I know there's something. No, <laughs> you've never had any experience like that. What do you think about all these that we've just shared? Do you think they're bogus, or what do you think? Uh, well, I think uh, I think there's a good question. Uh, I think if you go through life and don't believe that there is that you are living through time and space that has been created by our creator god and and there's essentially you're you're living through a, a simultaneous layered realm of reality that's that consists of both the physical that we can perceive and also the spiritual that we can't perceive or maybe only contemporarily perceive, then I think you're denying a, a, a real facet of existence that we all go through and that you were speaking of, y'all three were just speaking of. Now, I think, I think the spiritual realm is very difficult to understand or explain because we can't perceive it maybe at all but you know even if if that if that is what we're experiencing in these cases it's very limited right i mean we're not it's just a snippet yeah like we're not really it's almost like a peek into another dimension you know which yeah. a lot of times i think people use the word dimension and a lot of times you'll hear religious people if you want to use that term say spiritual realm physical realm to me that's kind of the i think when people say dimension they're talking about that yeah when you talk about it's like I peered into another dimension, and I think you're breaking through some veil, and you see more. It's like essentially, if we had this perception ability now, if some, if some, uh, lock was unlocked and some gate veil door was open, then we could see, we could see through it now. Like we could see mm -hmm. these things that we can't see right now, but something is shutting us off. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think that's that's working in concert right now in the time and space that we're living in. Now this realm may not be bound by time and space, but somehow it is 
it is coexisting with the realm that we are in. I, I think that's hard to deny. Now, there's also this component of a lot of things. You you said write it off to coincidence. Yeah, I don't know that coincidence exists either. I'm not sure what that even is, but a lot of people write it off as tricks of your mind, right? Well, my question to tricks of your mind is, is that just seeing into another realm that's different from the physical realm, so you think it's some kind of a trick? Yeah. yeah I mean, why would you call it a trick? Like, I'm not sure if there's such thing as a trick of the mind. Mm-hmm. Your mind is doing something. Is it doing something that's not real? Well, no, it's real on some level. You saw it. Yeah, the question I think comes to how is your mind able to do that? Yeah, and... and Is it from the power of God, or do you think that you have somehow worked something in your mind? Well, see, there is that... that yeah, there's, there's chemical questions. You know, everything is neural, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of times people ask, well, how much of this is physical or how much of it's mental? Well, it's all both. It's completely... It's 100% both. It's It's... There's neurons through our body. It all works in concert. The mental can't be separated from the physical. The physical can't be separated from the mental. So if all of that is working in concert at the same time and there's chemicals and, you know, a lot of times depression, I'm not saying it's entirely a chemical imbalance, but largely I think that plays a huge role. I think if, if hormones and, and the levels of dopamine and serotonin and lots of things are off, you can be depressed and unless you fix that, you're not going to fix your depression. And I think sometimes when those levels go crazy, you can see things and maybe you're just seeing more. Maybe you're not seeing something that doesn't exist. Maybe you're seeing something that always exists that you just can't see normally. Well, yeah, the levels. like a dream, a dream. You're, 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 all those levels go crazy when you're sleeping. Like crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, the whole, that's the whole thing about psychedelics and hallucinogens. You know, DMT, the one that everyone talks about now, you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier, talks about it all the time. Dimethyltryptamine is is a natural occurring chemical in our brain. And they say, <laughs> they say, there's a council of they somewhere, I guess, <laughs> uh, that those levels rise when you're sleeping of dimethyltryptamine. And that can be one of the reasons that you're seeing dreams or, or that, that you experience dreams. So... But still, I have a question of, is that stuff real or some trick, as people like to say, on your mind? Mm-hmm. I mean, you may just be seeing more that's actually there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So all that to say is, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like the, then we talk about this with yoga, kind of like when they get it, those people that got into that such deep meditation and the one the one lady like had permanent damage and now she's yeah they went uh, perpetually insane yeah well see i don't know what these people are seeing you know i've never done psychedelics <laughs> and when these people say what they see on it i can't conf- i don't know what they're seeing mm-hmm. I, I mean i don't i have no idea they act like it's some crazy experience but what if it's just like a dream a normal dream that we would have when we're sleeping and they're just seeing it when they're awake yeah I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. You have to try some and see. Yeah. Nah. nah. <laughs> I think I think that the to me the biggest danger in that is it's not well, like you said, you don't know what they're seeing, but I think for the person who does have that experience, the question they must ask themselves is 
can I trust what I saw? What information did I get? Yeah, can I trust what I saw? What was I interacting with? The answer is no. Was it good or evil? Yeah. It's like you're almost asking, especially when you partake in psychedelics. To me, it's like you're asking to interact with something. You're seeking that. And it's like you ain't seeking to interact with something good. Mm-hmm. And even if you were, it's like, is something good going to get involved in your in your free will, in your mind, or is it going to be something evil that you're inviting in? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know, you know. I have it, I have plenty of friends who have done this. As a matter of fact, one of my good friends that's been on the podcast just went down and did this the other day, and he called me and told me all about his experience, and it was a... It was ayahuasca a, or DMT? Both. And it, it was a, for him... A liberating, uh, I don't know how he would describe it. He would come on the podcast and tell us about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm listening to his experience, and, and, you know, it's so hard for me to discredit what he's saying. But sure. um, it's not, I, I don't think it is hard for me to ask him, hey, man, do you think you can really trust this? Do you, what you gained from this, what you what you saw from this, what you what this experience has given you, can you trust it? Not only not only the trust the information that you received from it, but can you trust that it's a it's going to provide real and permanent change in your life? I, I just well, that, that's the problem with it, man. Well, a lot of these people too, they come out. It's very interesting, especially when they do it in these. This is what I find interesting about it particularly is the group aspect of it is when they they did is when they do it in a group but when they do it in a group they all i mean typically come out saying that they saw they describe it exactly the same now you can't freaking hallucinate the exact same thing like an actual hallucination if we all hallucinated right now we would see something different but when they all come out of this and and they're talking about some spiritual realm that they've went into, some another dimension, and they all saw the same thing, that's that's unlocking some gate. Now, I ain't saying it's good, but I'm saying <laughs> you better believe that's real. I mean, to me, it's yeah. I'm pretty sure it is, man. I think you're unlocking something, like I'm saying, that's, that's going on concurrently with the realm that we exist in, and you're slipping into this other... Uh, dimension and all, all doing it at once all right there together connected somehow you're seeing something like to me if you weren't doing that you would see something different while you were mm-hmm. tripping mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. like if you get if if we all got drunk we would be under the influence of a substance just like that but we wouldn't and you may start seeing things you may get so drunk that you hallucinate or whatever we wouldn't see the same stuff there's no way you would think about your past. I would think about my past, whatever. This is, they come out of it seeing something else. Now, what they're talking to, I mean, a lot of times these people come out talking about they communicated with some being. With God. Most of them call them, call it God. Well, you can call it God. Yeah. You can call it whatever. I mean, I don't know what they call it, but then, they, and they speak of things like thought is creation. And, and they're like, like they were told this by the, the being and, and they ego death. That's a big thing. Yeah, that's a common theme is talking about the ego death. And I'm not sure. Could that not be achieved without this? The death of your ego to me, that's it can be to me. That's almost a counterfeit of when you talk about dying to yourself. 
Yeah. Right? And letting go of pride and everything. But there's it's always just a twisted message from these. It, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm there's something to it as far as it being real, but yeah. it's it may not that don't mean it's good. That's right. That's right. I think that's the key. Yeah. It, I mean, it begs the question to me if you believe that that just as Chile just gave us a dissertation on. Um, Sorry. It, if you believe that the power of a hallucinogenic drug is actually giving a person a true and real glimpse into this different realm where these spiritual forces exist uh, that we can't perceive here in the natural realm, was the human brain created with the capacity to see and interact with that realm? Um, you know, you hear a lot of times uh, science says you only use 10% of your brain or whatever the percentage is, but a very small percentage of your brain. Well, maybe that's maybe we're actually using 100% of our brain here in the natural realm but this portion of our brain that they say is not being used, is that actually a portion of the human brain that was created to interact with this spiritual realm where we will eventually exist for eternity? Like, is our brain already pre-programmed to interact in the spiritual realm? Was it created already with the components for us to be there when we get there for eternity, did God create our brains that way? I don't. Uh, it begs the question to me. It like, begs. Do the we question. level up and then that gets activated? Well, yeah, just, a, yeah, just something. Some, yeah, something opens up to where the whole portion of your brain now can interact in the in in the spiritual realm and in the natural realm. Well, it is almost like you die during those experiences too. Now, I don't know. I don't think your heart quits beating. Or yeah. anything, but when you when you go under this, you know this experience. I mean, you're essentially dead. You're laying there in a chair, lean back with your eyes closed, unable to function. You see what I'm saying? So you almost have to die to even get to this place. Mm. I mean, I don't. I, I guess your brain's still functioning, and your well, I guess it's really functioning, and your heart's still ticking. But you basically have to be dead in the physical realm. You can't do anything. Yeah. So it's just like when you actually die, you. <laughs> you shoot off to hyperspace. I mean, I don't... We need to ask Jordan Peterson about this. I wonder if he's thought <laughs> I, about it. I think Chili's foil hat has like drawn in some amazing energy and thoughts for this podcast. Is it, is it not? <laughs> I think it's the foil hat. Is so. it not fun to think about, though? I mean, <laughs> so some of the supernatural experiences that I have had, um, I, I guess one, I remember being in Africa and... I was walking, I had just finished doing a, like a prison yard workout because there are no gyms in Africa. So you have to find a piece of wood that you, or a limb that you can do pull-ups on and you're limited to push-ups and, you know, I just got done with that. The sun was setting and when the sun sets in Africa, you better go inside or you better be up on your malaria pills because the mosquitoes come out. And so I did not take my malarial pills uh, like I should have. So the sun was setting, and I said, okay, I'm going to go inside for, for, uh, for the night. 
and I'm walking around this building, and I'm I'm on the back side of the building, and all of a sudden I had I had just given my life to Christ months a few months prior, and all of a sudden I felt this overwhelming presence of peace and love and joy and happiness, and it just inundated my entire being and my emotions and it almost just brought me to my knees man just this powerful feeling and so i proceeded around the back of the building and turned the corner and there was a african lady on a balcony singing and praising jesus singing gospel music and praising jesus in prayer out loud standing on a balcony out of nowhere like what what are you doing lady and like it was as if i had no clue she was there i felt this feeling i round the corner here's this lady doing this and now she because now she's in earshot and i realized what she's doing she's got her hands raised and she's just praising jesus it's as if she was just creating this bubble through her praise and, and worship and and I just it floored me dude I never I've never experienced anything like that since then um because the reason I don't compare that to a praise and worship deal in a in a, ch- a church uh, meeting is because you have the collective energy there's I, I think a lot of emotions can get involved when you've got you know a hundred people praising and singing and loud music and lights and smoke and all right this was just me and then all of a sudden this lady so there there was nothing there was no one around me to influence my my emotions and i just looked up at this lady and i said i don't know why you're doing what you're doing i don't know what prompted you to come out here and do this but i'm telling you just keep doing it and so that was one for me that i'll never forget um, you know, another one you can write off to coincidence, uh, same place, same time, a few days later, I was water skiing off of a spine board on the back of an African boat. And, uh, the water there was horrifically polluted. The, the, the birds lived on islands of trash in, in the water and there were dead bodies in the water floating by. Um, and so I'm s- water skiing off this spine board and I take a hard fall. And when I hit the water, I just get a, just a gut full of that. Just the what you, you can't describe how nasty this stuff is. That's why you ain't got to filter water. Yeah. Anymore. I'm talking about a gut full. it like forced it down into my stomach yep. because of the, the momentum I had. And I got my wits about me, and I climbed back up on the boat. And I was like, oh, man, I just drank a gut full of that water. And our corpsman on the boat, he started like, he's like, man, we got to get you some antibiotics. This isn't good. And and I just had this um, prompt to quote Psalm 91 out of nowhere in front of these guys that I was with who were who were unbelievers. And so I said, you know what? I'm good because, and I quoted Psalm 91. 
And um, they kept an eye on me, but I never got sick. That may be coincidence. I don't know. It was weird that I was prompted to 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 say that out loud in front of them. Uh, and so that was pretty, that, that was one. I'm not saying that's supernatural. I'm just saying that was one. Um, and I've had some some types of visions and stuff too that have guided me into whatever, if I'm in a transitional, the few times I've been in transitional points in my life, I've had these visions that had deep meaning and actually helped guide me forward. I suggest if you have those to write them down. That's one thing I want to tell you guys because you'll forget them. And they'll become, they'll become not as real to you years and years down the road. So if you have those, write them down. Don't seek them. Don't. I, I don't believe in praying, asking God for a vision, I, like a like a supernatural vision, or like I don't seek any of this stuff, man. It just happens at random when it's needed. And so, have you ever had the Have you ever had the same vision or dream more than once? Anything recurring? No, nothing that stands out to me. Nothing that stands out to me. I used to have the same dream over and over. Really? I mean, it wasn't anything that I... I was a kid. But. Was it a... I mean, it was just... It, we used to have this closet, and it, it was under the stairs, so the ceiling tapered down to this oh, pinch I remember point that in the closet. Back. And uh, I always have the dream that I would walk into the closet, and then I would get sucked into that pinch point, and it went on this crazy roller coaster ride, like through space and stuff, and then... But I, I had it all the time. Like, I remember that closet because when you were being born, mom called me from the hospital while, like, on his phone. Right after, no, it was house phone. Oh, oh. Like, uh, I think my grandmother was babysitting while Blake was being born. And either shortly before or shortly after he was born, not while he was being born, obviously, but shortly before or after, mom called me and she had uh, hidden. A cabbage patch kid in that closet. And that was her gift to me was I, I got to go into the closet and she said, Okay, that's right. It's in here. Here it is. And that was my cabbage patch kid. I can't believe you owned a cabbage patch <laughs> yep. kid. That that was like um I, I think she she must have heard that somewhere like help prepare your child for their brother <laughs> coming, you know, their little child brother coming home. And so that was her, but uh, I never really became attached to that thing, I don't think. But What did you name it? Do you remember? No, I, I don't think it worked. I, I think <laughs> I, I got the Cabbage Patch Kid, and then uh, I don't think I ever really paid much mind to it. It didn't become like a thing that helped me. So it really prepared you for Blake? No, it said. did not prepare <laughs> no, me. No, no, you just ignored it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he said I didn't pay no, much mind to that thing, I was like, which one's he talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this was a fun conversation, man. Uh, you guys may, I don't know. Let us know what you think about it. Share it on, uh, share it on Instagram, and if you share it, just give me a little message about what you think about this conversation, because it's we've never had a conversation like this before on the Three Seven Podcast. By the way, most of this was uh, just, just us hey, you know. thinking, just us thinking. Oh no, I don't have anything in scripture to. Um, to relate to this conversation, but I do want to read you something from the book of Revelation. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, 
the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. If you don't know who that's talking about, that is Jesus speaking. I know thy works and that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, and that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Enough said. <laughs>